It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. You are listening to Calvary Live, your daily call-in show from 4 to 5 p.m. here in Colorado on Grace FM, and we're also broadcasting on Hope FM in the East Coast, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. This is Pastor Nate Morris, your host for today, taking your calls, your questions, your prayer requests. Would love to pray for you about anything you've got going on, uh, answer any Bible questions that you may have. Uh, and again, I am Nate Morris, the senior pastor of Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. And uh, I wasn't with you guys last week. Last week I was actually at a conference down in Tucson, Arizona, a pastors and leaders conference, and it was really a a great encouragement for me and the the staff at our church and uh, a couple of our leaders as well just to be down there being encouraged by the Lord, uh, hearing some great Bible studies, some great times of worship, and just uh, refocusing and getting our hearts and our minds set on what the Lord has in this next season. So uh, last Monday, though, Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Church in Longmont filled in for me. And so I just want to say a, a big thank you to Pastor Nick for filling in for me last Monday. And I'm glad to be back with you today. So once again, this is Pastor Nate Morris hosting the program today. You can call with your questions at 303-690-3000. Again, that's 303-690-3000. Or if you'd like to text, you can text us today at 720-336-0897. Once again, that text number is 720-336-0897. We'd love to take your calls, your questions, your prayer requests, uh, anything that you've got uh, on your mind today. So feel free to give us a call. I do have one question that actually came to us via the mail. Uh, And so I'm going to go ahead and start with that one today. Um, It was David who is currently incarcerated um, and he wrote a letter. He had actually been trying to call us. And so David, if you're listening today, uh, I just want to give you a quick shout out. I'm sorry that you haven't been able to get through when you've um, called or had people call for you. Uh, It is a, uh, it's a a live show and sometimes we have full lines and sometimes things happen and uh, we don't always get to answer all the text questions that come in either. But I'm so glad that you wrote this letter. Letter. And so I just wanted to get back to you and tell you, no, we, we weren't intentionally ignoring you, David, uh, if you uh, weren't able to get through or if your text questions weren't answered. Um, but we definitely, definitely uh, have a heart for those of you who are incarcerated, who are in prison, and just know that Jesus loves you uh, right where you're at, right what you're going through. And so uh, we, we want to come alongside you in that as well. And David's question had to do with how we know if we have assurance of salvation and um, how we know if we're saved and if we lose our salvation or how that happens. And David had felt like he was saved and then he had an experience that uh, led him to make some poor decisions in his life and then was feeling doubt about that. And so, um, David, I want to share with you what the Bible has to say about how we can know if we're saved. And we call this assurance of salvation, being assured of your salvation. And um, a a great place to look when we're looking for how we know whether we're saved is uh, obviously in the Bible, but in 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 through 13, uh, it says this. It says, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, 
so that you may know that you have eternal life. And so John, when he's writing this, is saying, hey, I'm writing this so that you know that you have life, that you know that you have that eternal life uh, in, in the Son of God. How do we know that we're one of those who has the Son? Well, we see in John chapter 5, verse 24, it says this. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. And so, David, um, as you're questioning your, your salvation, as you're unsure about that, I just wanted to tell you that if you've put your faith and your trust in the work of Jesus Christ, that you are saved, that you will not come into judgment. Um, of course, as we are believers in Jesus, we want to see evidence of that salvation, and so there should be fruit coming out of your life. Um, but what, what is required to be saved, it is to believe in the name of Jesus Christ and the work that he did on the cross. And as we put our faith and our trust in him and we turn from our sin and turn to Jesus, that's how we're saved. And so, David, um, from understanding what you've said in your letter, I, I would not question your salvation. If you've put your trust in Jesus, he is faithful to keep you. And so um, you are his, you are his. So I uh, just want to put that out there, David. Hope you're listening today and maybe hope maybe one of your um, fellow uh, cell mates is listening today to be able to encourage you with that. Uh, again, if you're, if you're an inmate, if you're incarcerated and you're listening to us on the radio, we'd love to hear from you. Even if you can't call, you can write us a letter. Um, you can email, you can get a hold of us one of those ways. Um, if, if you'd like to email, emailing the station directly is probably the best way. I think you could probably do that by emailing info at gracefm.com. Um, you can also text us 720-336-0897 or call at 303-690-3000. All right. Once again, this is Pastor Nate Morris hosting the program today. We've got open lines. Would love to have you call in with your texts, with your questions or your prayer requests. Uh, you can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. Okay, so I've got a couple text questions that have come in. I'm going to go ahead and get to those, but just so you guys know, we do have open lines. So if you'd like to call uh, with your questions today or with prayer requests, please do so. Once again, 303-690-3000. Okay, so let's take a look here. Um, so someone texted in, Hey, Pastor, I met some people in the grocery store that were telling people about a mother God and using the Bible. Have you heard about this, and how can I witness God's truth to them? Okay, yes, I have heard about this, and the reason that I've heard about it is this group also tried to evangelize my wife, who, of course, is a pastor's wife, uh, at the Colorado Mills Mall, and um, I'm trying to remember the the, the name of the group. Um, it's, it's escaping me right now. I actually did a little bit of research on them not too long ago. Okay, here it is. It's um, the World Mission Society Church of God, and uh, the World Mission Society Church of God is this group, and they are a cult and I would highly recommend staying away from them. Um, as they start to um, ask you questions about that and start to talk about Mother God, uh, we will see it just, just answering very clearly from the scriptures that the Bible does not teach the existence of a heavenly mother. Uh, God is the heavenly father, as we see uh, throughout, you know, Luke 11, 2, um, the church being pictured as the bride loved by Christ. And so uh, this concept of a, a heavenly mother um, being the true bride of Christ that's taught by this group 
is 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 definitely wrong. Uh, it cannot be backed up by scripture. And so um, I would I would just start with there, like ask them where they have their scriptural backing for that. It's not it's not mentioned in the scripture at all. And so um, it's a cult that actually started in Korea. And uh, it was started in the 60s, and um, this guy actually claimed to be Jesus reincarnate, in a sense, and uh, really dangerous cult that I would stay away from. And honestly, I mean, if you're talking to some of them, I'd ask them to show you in the scriptures with what they're talking about is. And then you can turn to them to some things like Luke chapter 11, where you see God being the heavenly father. Um, there's a, a few other places that you can see where th- th- that they're just plain wrong. And so if you hear somebody talking about Mother God and prophecies concerning Mother God, definitely stay away. All right. Looks like we have a call. Julie from Longmont calling in. Um, Julie, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. Thank you for taking my call. I have uh, one question and a prayer request. Question, uh, what is your opinion of the Phillips Bible to use as a study Bible? Okay, the the Phillips um, Bible translation? Yes. Yeah, you know, I actually don't know a whole lot about it, but let me take a look here real quick and see if I have any specific insight on that. Um, I, I've heard of it before, but uh, the one thing I do know is that it's um, it was a, a Bible that was translated by an Anglican uh, clergyman, so um, a, a man that, that split off from the... Oh, so it was uh, a, a single, a, a one-man translation, not a, not a uh, group. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so, I mean, just for that reason, I, I would say that I, I like it when there's multiple people pouring into a translation and, and bouncing the ideas off each other. Um, yeah. But let me take a look here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up, and it, I see that there are definitely some people that are very solid that, that, that think that this is a good translation. You have uh, Chuck Swindoll, uh, Ray Steadman, Corey Tenboom, all love um, the Phillips Bible translation. I yeah. personally have I've never read it. it. Yeah. I've heard a few pastors, I listen to Grace FM all the time, and uh, thank you guys and thank God for this, for the ministry of it. Uh, it's given me a lot of growth and, and inspiration. But I have heard of a few people on the radio quote passages from it, but more as illumination rather than doctrine. You know what I, you know where I'm going with that. Yeah. Yeah, I and do. I, I didn't know whether I wanted to uh, acquire one to to use or just go with what I've got. I've got several versions of scripture. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the the way that I would look at it, um, if I were you, I, I would imagine that you can look at the Phillips Bible translation um, online and kind of read it alongside of some of the other translations that you may have. So if you go to... Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, there's there's a great website called BibleGateway.com. Okay. BibleGateway.com. And they have pretty much every translation out there available for reading. Okay. That sounds like a good resource. Okay, and my prayer request, uh, my younger son... Uh, and his family for salvation. Uh, they live in Pennsylvania. They're all in Pennsylvania. He has two grown sons, and he has uh, three and a half grandsons, so they're my greats. Uh, the fourth one is due next month. And let's see, Tom would be, he was born in 57, so he'll, he will be, he's coming, he'll be coming 60 this no, coming November. 
and I was not uh, a Christian when I was raising my two boys, and my older son is, uh, he, he came to God the hard way, but he is secure, but the younger one is is uh, not interested. Yeah, okay. And, and I, I have a great burden there because I did not provide them with with the proper uh, grounding. Uh, I, I, I've just been born again for the last two years, uh, two years this month, so. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. That's so but, great. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I failed them, and I've been praying for, uh, I'm clinging to God's promise that me and my household, and I'm calling yeah. in my household. <laughs> yeah. Well, Julie, I, I, just to encourage you, you know, one of the things um, that, that, Obviously, as parents, I'm a parent myself. As parents, we want our kids to know the Lord more than anything, and um, you know we want to be have had the opportunity to raise them to know the Lord. But but when we don't have that opportunity, as you didn't, the thing that that I think is good to remember is just that that God loves your kids even more than you do. <laughs> yes, and the Holy Spirit is the one that can can and will do it. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm counting on that. And, Absolutely. you know, these, these times are so scary. Yeah. Uh, we, we are, I'm, I'm con- I am convinced we're facing the end times. Right. So it's Absolutely. A, a, a burden. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, just, just before we pray, and I definitely want to pray for your son, just before we do, I just want to, uh, to put a, a little shout out out there for your son. Um, if he's living in Pennsylvania, there is, we have a sister radio station that actually broadcasts oh, yeah. this, this I, I've program. Heard, I've heard you guys talking about it. Yeah. Yes. It's, um, it's 90.5 in Pennsylvania. Uh, that, that was a question that I had meant to ask. What were the what was the, the number on the dial? Yeah, it's 90.5 out there in Pennsylvania. Okay. So you should have him okay. tune into now, that. The, the two granddaughters-in-law, uh, the two wives of my grandsons, I believe are both born again. I, I uh, Tom flew me back there in November for a visit, okay. which was long overdue because we had been... Uh, schisms for years but uh, anyway uh, she took me to her church on Sunday morning so that was a huge encouragement and I know that they have had all of the boys dedicated at church so I'm great and I'm pretty sure the other the other wife yeah but uh, neither one of of the grandsons apparently are attending church with any any regularity aside from big, maybe big holidays and special occasions. So, yeah, yeah uh, Tom and his wife, Sheila, and okay. uh, the two grandsons, Brandon and Ryan, specifically okay. for salvation. Okay. Tom, Sheila, Brandon, and Ryan. Yes, please. Okay, let's definitely pray for them. And, and once again, that radio station in Pennsylvania is 90.5. So yes, write that I'll, down. I'll, you can tell I'm them. writing that down. Thank you. Okay, let's go ahead and pray. Um, Lord, we come together before you uh, and just lift up um, Julie's, her, her son and her grandkids, Lord. We lift up Tom and Sheila and Brandon and, and Ryan, Lord, to you. We know that you love them, Lord. We know that, that you desire that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance, Lord. And so I pray, uh, I pray in agreement with Julie, Lord. We agree together just to ask that you would powerfully work in their lives, that you would draw them to yourself. 
pray that as they're in Pennsylvania, Lord, that they would have people that come around them that point them to you, that speak truth into their lives, that uh, we pray that they would tune in, that they would listen to, to Hope FM, and that they would um, just be encouraged in the truth of your word and the fact that Jesus died for their sins. And I just pray, uh, I pray that they would uh, have their hearts softened by your Holy Spirit to respond to your gospel. Okay. And so, oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And, yes, and they are they're in eastern Pennsylvania. They're east of Philly and north of Newark, Delaware, so they should okay. be able to get reception on it. And uh, one, one more thing, uh, as I said, I listen to your station all the time, and uh, I am... S- so blessed by Bianca's calls and her her mission to pray for Israel. She she is. Yeah, I just want to give her a word of encouragement. Yeah. She is. She is a blessing. That's great. <laughs> as as all of, of you pastors are, and thank you very much for awesome. your ministry. All right, thank you, Julie. Thanks for your call. Um, bye bye. All right, God bless. And Bianca, if you are listening, just a word of encouragement for you. Uh, from Julie in Longmont today. So be encouraged by, by your ministry that you have that heart to pray for Israel. And, and uh, it is it is encouraging people and it is reminding us to keep that at the forefront of our hearts as well. So you are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. And uh, if you live on the west side of Denver, would love to have you join us one Sunday morning for service. We've got services at 9 and 1045 a.m. And hosting the program today, if you have any questions or prayer requests, you can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. Looks like we have Pam on the line. Pam, welcome to the program. Pam, are you with us? Okay, looks like Pam might not be on the line anymore. Um... Stephanie on line three. Stephanie, are you on the program? Welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, How are you doing? It's been a pretty rough couple of weeks in my little section of the world. Uh, And I'm just, I'm trying to figure out a couple of things. And I haven't been much luck at searching online. I was hoping maybe I could get some guidance. So a week and a half ago, I was told... I've had health problems for a while. I was told that I was going to need a transplant. And I just, a long time ago, I thought that maybe a transplant, when I got told that I was going to have these health problems and it could lead down this road, I was like, I don't think I'll ever have a a transplant because I didn't know biblically where that stood and I still can't quite figure it out. (laughs) So you Um, mean you're a little concerned about receiving someone else's organ? if in a transplant and 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 whether that's okay with the lord yeah a little bit of is it okay with the lord is it taking too much out of his hands of i mean he gave us the science to do all this but is it something we really should be doing i mean we have science to do all kinds of stuff we shouldn't do yeah so just trying to make sure i'm good you know yeah no, no, that's a great question, and I'm actually glad you asked that. I haven't heard um, many people call in with questions like this on the program, so I think this is going to be good for you, not only for you, but for also for, for our listeners. Um, I think that we have, when we look at the scriptures, that we didn't have um, 
transplants or blood transplants or drugs plants, blood transfusions available. You know, they didn't have them in, in Old Testament or New Testament times. And so there was no um, there was no reference for this. So in terms of the scriptures. But what I would say is that the 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 thing that we do have is what God has given us, and that's our brain. He's given us the ability to think through things and to reason through things. And we've had increasing uh, breakthroughs in the field of science um, and technology that enable us to prolong life, enable us to give people health that wouldn't have it otherwise. And I think that it's good stewardship uh, as a believer to take advantage of those things when they um, are available. And so I, I guess, for, for example, um, there are, are millions of moms um, who are alive today because they re- received a shot of Pitocin when they were giving birth and they didn't bleed out. Um, there are there are millions of lives that have been saved by um, medical advances in in science in different areas, and so uh, we don't see anything in the scriptures that would tell us that it's not okay to to receive um, an organ or to donate your organs to someone else. I think that really it's uh, as Christians, in my opinion, I, I'm an organ donor. Uh, I have you know on my driver's license a little box checked and. I would hope that when I pass that this body can help somebody else. Um, and I think it's a good thing to donate blood. I think that there, it's really an act of love to be able to do that. And so um, I don't think that receiving a transplant that could prolong your life um, when it's available is something that God would look negatively upon. Um, I've, I've, again, it doesn't say specifically in the scriptures that it's okay or not okay to get an organ transplant mm-hmm. because it wasn't around. but. The reality is, is that we have the technology, we have the availability, and um, I think that God, uh, God obviously wants us to act in faith, but there, there's a line between um, using what God's already given us as uh, available to use and uh, going too too far to where um, we're no longer acting in faith. And I think it, with health issues like this, I think that it would be, I think that it would be wise to to take the transplant personally. Um, okay. I'm reminded of a story. There's there's a story that I've heard, uh, and there's there's a man whose house there was a flood in his area, and there was the, his house was flooded, and so he climbed up on the roof of his house uh, and was praying that the Lord would rescue him. And so he's sitting there praying. Someone rows by in a rowboat and says, "Hey, can I give you a lift?" And he sits there and says, "No, I, I'm praying that the Lord would come and rescue me." And the rowboat goes by, a police boat comes by and says, hey, can we get you off your roof? And he says, no, uh, I'm praying. God's going to rescue me. I'm okay. And then a helicopter flies by and they say, hey, we want to rescue you. And he says, well, no, I'm waiting. God's got this. I've got faith. He's going to rescue me. And what ends up happening is the flood comes and the man dies. And when he gets to heaven, he goes before the Lord and says, hey, why didn't you rescue me? I, I had faith in you. I prayed to you. And God answers and says, well, I sent you a rowboat, a police boat, and a helicopter. What else could I have done? And it just kind of reminds me of that that, that similar type of thing. I think that sometimes God has given us um, the ability to use our brains and to use science to, to take care of our, ourselves and be good stewards of our bodies. Um, and I wouldn't worry about that at all. Okay. Well, and that, that helps because that's sort of where I was landing on a lot of things. But... I don't always like to be like, well, this is where I think, and then I sometimes feel like, well, I should get another opinion at the same time to make sure I'm not going off onto the wild side. Yeah, no, totally. And I think that, um, uh, 
I think that that God has given us an amazing resource in our brain to be able to think, to be able to reason. And so um, I think that in this type of instance, I think that, that it's something that would be wisdom and good stewardship to, to receive that transplant. Um, and we see, you know, in, in verses like 2 Corinthians chapter 5, um, it says that we this this body that we have now is it's like a tent, and um, and Paul the apostle says, hey, we know that if this earthly tent that we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in the heaven, not built by human hands. And so, um, you know, he says that while we are in this tent, we groan, and um, we are you know we're burdened, but we want to take up our our heavenly dwelling. And so you know one day we're going to have perfect bodies we're going to have brand new resurrection bodies that are going to be totally uh perfect you know completely perfect and i think that uh, i really look forward to that day at least because i know uh, as i get older certain things start hurting and not working as well and i've got a toothache right now because i had a root canal and it didn't go well and so (laughs) you know lots of lots of things to 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 look forward to you know in 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 heaven ultimately so, um, but I would love to pray for you for this as well. So, um, is there anything specific along with the transplant that we can pray for you about, Stephanie? Um, my husband isn't walking with the Lord, and well, this is <laughs> this is a scary prospect of doing this, and knowing that who knows what the outcome gets to be. Mm-hmm. I really worry about him. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Let's definitely lift him up. Let's definitely do that. Let's let's go before the Lord together right now. Lord, we just um, we come before you for Stephanie, Lord, and we just ask for your hand over her. We ask for your healing over her. Uh, we do thank you that you've given us um, a, a time that we live in, that there are great medical advances, that we can um, be better stewards of our bodies than maybe we would have been able to be in the past, Lord. And so I pray um, that as she contemplates these things and as she uh, looks to, to getting better and to potentially receiving this transplant, Lord, that you would you would bring great healing and restoration to her body through this process, Lord. I also pray for miraculous uh, working in, in her body as well, Lord, that you would just heal her. And um, we pray for her husband just through this whole process, Lord, as he's not walking with the Lord. I don't know whether he is a believer and is just not walking right now or if he's, if he's not, Lord, but either way, Lord, you know, and we just pray that you would work in his life. We pray that you would draw him to yourself, that you would um, speak to his heart, Lord, that you would show him through this trial that they're facing together um, your goodness, Lord. And often it's through the trials that you draw us to yourselves because it brings us to our knees. And so I pray that um, that this that this process that they're going through, Lord, would, would draw him to you, would uh, would break his heart for you, Lord Jesus, that you would, if, if necessary, bring him to his knees before you so that he can receive that healing that comes from you, Lord. And I, I pray over Stephanie, Lord, I pray that you would give her favor uh, in all the different aspects of what's going to happen um, if she goes forward with a transplant and these different things, Lord. And so we just trust this whole situation with you and we um, we stand in faith in in you that you're going to do a great work through this situation in her life. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right, Stephanie, thank you for your call and uh, definitely praying for you and have a great day. 
Okay, God bless. All right, we are coming up on the end of the show here. Uh, I know I've got a couple lines blinking and a couple people on the line, so please stick around uh, for a couple more minutes. I don't, I don't want to take your call just yet because we might run out of time, but please stick around, and I'd love to talk with you and um, answer any questions that you may have. I'm going to take a quick ch look at just one of these text questions. Um, that someone has said, Hi, Pastor, is having a hobby you enjoy outside of the church simple? I, I think I think they, mu they must be autocorrect there. They must have meant, is it okay to have a hobby that you enjoy outside of the church? Um, yes, it is okay. Um, I have hobbies that I enjoy. I love to take my kids skiing. It's a great activity. It's, it's fun. It's good. Um, and I think that, honestly, some of those things can be worship to the Lord as you do that. Um, as, as you honor him with your time and with your energy. What I would say is if your hobby is taking you away from the Lord and it's taking you out of the church, if it requires you to be gone Sunday mornings or requires you to not connect and engage with the church, it's probably not good. So that is going to do it for the first half of the program today. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar. We'd love to have you stick around after the break. We'll be taking your calls and your questions. Call us at 303-690-3000. Text 720-336-0897. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back. This is Pastor Nate Morris hosting Calvary Live today. Would love to uh, take your calls, your questions, your prayer requests today. You can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. Once again, this is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. And uh, if you're in the Lakewood or West Denver neighborhood, we'd love to have you come join us for Sunday one time. Uh, we meet at 9 and 1045 on Sunday mornings right in Lakewood. And so we had a couple people on the line over the break. Samuel from Westminster had a comment on the, the Mother of God cult. Samuel, are you with us? Yes, I am. How All right. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Welcome to the program. Yes, I had a... Uh a girl, uh, Michelle, that she was trying to tell me about the Mother of God, and she did, and this is something people need to be aware of, she did, you know, quote scriptures, but fortunately, the scriptures she used, I was familiar with some of them, and I took out my phone, and we did the, uh, the 2020 reading, 20 before and 20 after, and it really confused her, because what these people are doing, and most cults do, and this is what people need to be aware of, because they sound really legitimate. And if you don't, if you don't dig deep, you'll never know that they're taking the uh, scripture out of context. But right. long, long story short, um, everything that she brought up in scriptures, I was able to shoot down. And basically, it was by knowing the scriptures and knowing cross-reference scriptures to those scriptures, and also doing the uh, 20 before and 20 after to read them in context. Right. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, this, this this works with the uh, Mormons, with the uh, Jehovah Witnesses, and with the Jehovah Witnesses, though, they have their own Bible. So yeah. you, need to make, you need to make sure you have your Bible with you, you know, when you speak with them. 
And yeah. also, there's a uh, book out there about, it's called Unmasking Mormons, or Mormonism, Unmasking Mormonism. And it's an outstanding book for anyone who has friends that are Mormons. It explains the roots and the beliefs of the Mormon uh, church. Yeah, that's so, great. That's great. Yeah. I really appreciate your I really appreciate your call absolutely. I think um especially the the in context reference is is huge for any of these cults that um really what they do is they they piecemeal scriptures from all over the place and uh when you when you work scripture like that you can take it to say pretty much anything you want to. Um, taking a verse here and a verse there, you really do need to read it in context. And just so for anybody that's not sure exactly what he was referencing with the 2020 rule, uh, you take the, the scripture that you're looking at and you want to look the 20 verses before it and the 20 verses after it and really take the entire context around that scripture so you know what it's saying, not just an individual scripture uh, out and, and make it say something that that uh, that that sounds like what you want it to say. Um, so yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There's another great book um, for those who, who are talking with Jehovah's Witnesses. It's called um, Reasoning from the Scriptures by Ron Rhodes. Uh, Reasoning from the Scriptures with the Jehovah's Witnesses by Ron Rhodes. So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can you know you can find that on Amazon. I imagine that Mormonism book you can find on Amazon. Samuel, what was the name of that book again? It was Unmasking Mormonism. Unmasking Mormonism. Okay, I, I have not personally read that one, but um, I would imagine it has some good resources for you in that. It's, it is. It's outstanding. And what I like about it is that it gives you the references to where they get their information from, so that way you know it's real. Right. And Absolutely. if you're speaking with a Mormon, and you bring this stuff up, and they they say, well, this is just a book written by someone, and you say, well, this is where the references are, and you can look up the references. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. That's great. And I, I do, uh, I, I really do appreciate your call mentioning that, um, that the, the heavenly mother or the mother of God cult that, that we were talking about, um, you might run into them in the mall or they seem to be pretty out there in their evangelism, uh, in what they're doing. And so, um, make sure to, to keep an eye out on that. And, um, it, it all really centers around prophecy in that, that cult. They all kind of, they dig into revelation, revelation and say, uh, the New Jerusalem is um, a person and kind of all these weird things, and, and you really do need to take it in context. So uh, that's great wisdom to share uh, with our listeners today. So thank you for that, Samuel. It's really great. There's, there's one other thing that I do. I did this with a Catholic friend of mine that he's no longer a Catholic. What I had him do is read through the New Testament and highlight everything that goes against what he believes. And then I asked him, I said, do you believe that the Bible is the, is the written Word of God? And he said that he believed that. I said, okay, so but you're believing man. So right. I said, you have a choice. Either you believe that the Bible, all of the Bible, is God-inspired, or you believe what man tells you. And it right. really woke him up. So, you know, that, that's something that I do. And of course, we did, you know, I, it, it was a lot more involved than just that. But, you know, that, that's a good starting point, too, for people that, you know, just tell them, read through the New Testament. It's a short read, actually, and highlight what goes against what you've been taught or what you believe. And yeah. try to find someone that can help them. And that, that's, that's the thing, though, is you need to find someone who, who knows enough about the Bible and enough about the doctrine to be able to 
help walk them through it and to cross-reference it back into the Old Testament. Most of the time it goes back into the Old Testament. Right. Yeah, but, absolutely. Okay, anyway, I, I apologize for taking so long, but uh, I really do appreciate all that, all that you guys do, and we love watching Grace TV. I mean, you know, for those out there that, that don't have cable, it's, uh, it's a great channel to watch. And if you do have cable, just unhook your cable for a night and watch the sermons. I mean, and it's not just sermons. There's a lot more than just sermons on there. So it's a great channel. My son and I watch it all the time. We love it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for thank you for that. Grace TV, and that's uh, twenty three point five in Denver, uh, using the rabbit ears. Uh, great opportunity. Unfortunately, I don't get it at my house, so I can't watch it. But um, but many people do around the town, and uh, highly encourage that. So uh, thanks for the plug on that, Samuel. Appreciate that. Thanks for your call, and no worries. You didn't take too much time at all. That was a, was a really good, important thing to talk about. So I appreciate it. God bless you, and you have a wonderful evening. Yeah, you too. All right. God bless. Thanks for your call. Thank you. All right. You are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, taking your calls. And we are broadcasting on all up and down the Front Range, Colorado Springs, Fort Collins, Lakewood, Denver, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Uh, we are also broadcasting in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. And uh, a great opportunity to be out on the East Coast on Hope FM. And uh, we shared earlier just that that's 90.5, Hope FM 90.5 in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. So we'd love to have you call us from there as well if you're listening in today and uh, have a question or a prayer request. We'd love to take your call today uh, and have you join us on the program. Uh, looks like we got open lines right now. So if you'd like to call in with your question or your prayer request, you can call us at 303 690 3000 or you can text 7203360897. We'll take a qu- quick look at our text questions here. Looks like we got a couple of them that have come in. Um someone texted that they uh are looking for prayer. They're having a rough time right now and rather not share the details. Um and that's all right. The Lord knows what the details are. We would love to pray for you. So if that's you, I just wanted to read your prayer request to let you know that we are praying for you. Uh, Let's come before the Lord together. Father, we lift up this person who texted in. They've obviously got something going on in their life that that led them to to feel the need to actually put it out there um, so that we could get some prayer for them. And so whatever it is that's going on right now, Lord, I pray that you would comfort them by your Holy Spirit. I pray that they'd be able to cast their cares upon you, Lord, knowing that you care for them. I pray that they would be able to leave their anxieties behind and press into you, Lord, uh, receiving that peace that passes understanding in the midst of their hardship and their trial. And so we lift them up to you, Lord, and we pray that you would work powerfully in their life. Uh, And we agree with this together, Lord, to all of us listening today. And uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, looks like we have Brenda from Colorado Springs on the line. Brenda, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you, Pastor Nate. Appreciate it. Sure. I have a question regarding, I was raised in Catholicism, you know, mm-hmm. from birth, you know, newborn baptism through confirmation and until and my early 30s until I met a gentleman who helped me convert from religion into relationship. And I was just curious, I know we had some very strict... Uh, rituals that we went through during the Lent period, and I'm just trying to usually try to connect to see what interpretation took of the Bible and misinterpreted them and created rituals, and I'm just not 
sure where the whole you no know, meat on Friday stemmed from. Yeah, it's okay. Just the ritual piece of it. Right, absolutely. And you know, um, Lent, um, some people wonder if Lent is okay to celebrate as a Protestant, as an evangelical. Um, there are many groups that do that are Protestants, uh, the, the um, Lutherans for one, um, some Presbyterian churches as well, um, that, that officially celebrate it. But uh, Lent is something that was not uh, prescribed during Scripture specifically, um, so we don't see anything in Scriptures telling us that we need to be celebrating Lent. And so for that reason, it's something that is entirely optional. Um, for believers. Um, in the Catholic Church, it's something that is uh, almost required in a sense. Um, right. And it's something that's, uh, that's, that's really established by the church. And traditions are okay. I mean, there's, there's many traditions that we have in our church that are different from other churches, and that's okay. Um, but w when, they're a trip, when the tradition becomes a requirement for salvation, that's when we get into trouble. And so um, the, the idea of not eating meat from um, Catholics uh, in terms of um, celebrating Lent, um, this is something that was an idea of really basically giving things up for the Lord. Um, and the reason that it's on Friday was actually from a lenient, uh, it, it started out as every day during Lent. Um, Catholics could not eat meat. And then they said, well, that's a little bit strict, so we're going to do less and less and less. And ultimately, it ended up just becoming Friday. It was every day, and then it was Wednesday and Friday, and then it was Friday. Um, and the idea behind it is that Jesus gave up his body um, for us, and so they refrain from consuming flesh during that time. But uh, really, it's it's just tradition uh, is kind of what it is. And so um, if you would like to celebrate Lent, you're absolutely free to do that. It, it's, not, it's not wrong to fast. I mean, uh, fasting is a great thing. Um, giving things up to, to fast and focus on the Lord is a great thing. And so the tradition of Lent uh, it, it has benefits to it. It's just when we view it as a necessary part of our faith or we view it as something that if we're not doing it, we're missing out or somebody's wrong for not doing it or something like that. And so um, the, uh, the, the, the problem that it comes into with the Catholic Church is that it becomes this prohibition and it's like it's a requirement in a sense. Exactly. Yeah. So that weighs pretty heavy when, when they, they attach salvation to it. Yeah, absolutely. Heavy experience. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the idea of, of Lent, really, if anybody doesn't know what Lent is, it's it's the 46 days before Easter, um, and it's really mm -hmm. preparing for the coming of Easter, in a sense. Uh, and it, it goes every year. It's a part of the, the, the season of the liturgy of the, the Catholic Church, as well as the Lutheran Church. Um, and it, 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 the idea behind it, it's a good, it's a good idea. It's fasting. It's preparing your heart for for the Lord. It's really w worshiping God. But but it becomes, it can become a ritualistic thing, and it can become rules, um, and it can become really kind of dogmatic instead of um, led by the Spirit of God. And so um, we don't officially celebrate Lent at our church, but there are many Protestant churches that do. And it's always something in the Protestant church when you see Lent celebrated, it's something that is from your own heart, worshiping the Lord. And that's really how fasting should be, um, yeah. not a requirement. So Thank you so much. And God continue to bless what you're doing. Oh, thank you for your call, Brenda. I really appreciate that. And I'm sure there are some listeners today um, who had questions about that. So I, I appreciate your call. Yes, thank you. Okay. God bless you. Have a great day. 
All right, you are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, taking your calls, your prayer requests, your questions about the Bible, about the church, about Jesus. Uh, if you have any of those, we'd love to have you get a hold of us. You can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. We'd love to take your calls or your questions today. I'm going to go take a quick look at the text messages. We've got a few text messages here today. Um, let's see. This person says, Hi, Pastor. I've accepted Christ into my heart, though I still struggle with completed believing. I don't know what to do. I go to church every Sunday. My family and I are involved in church activities. What can I do? Um, so th this person um, has, a, I'm not sure if it's a typo, but the completed believing, is that maybe completely believing? Um, this person has put their faith in Jesus, but yet has doubts and has seasons of doubt. And, and I just will tell you that that is absolutely normal. Um, we all go through seasons of doubt. We all go through seasons of questioning. Um, and, and, and that's okay to, to go through that. Um, and I, I would just say that, that I would do what the man, when Jesus came to the man and said, um, if you believe your child will be healed. And the man said, I believe, help my unbelief. Uh, and that's always the, the thing that I'm reminded of when I think about doubt and faith is, yeah, I believe I'm choosing to trust, but help my unbelief. And so um, faith is a thing that's, a, it's an interesting thing because it's, it, it's not just a feeling. Faith is not a feeling, it's a choice. And so you're choosing to believe in um, Jesus Christ. And so for you, this person, as you say, you've accepted Christ into your heart. Uh, I assume that means that you put your faith, your trust in Jesus Christ. You go to church and you're involved in church. Um, and so you, you've placed your trust, your faith in Jesus. Um, and that's a choice. And so you might not feel it all of the time. You might not feel faithful. You might not feel like you have this great faith, but it's that choice to choose to believe in what Jesus has done for you. Um, and that's that's how you know that you're saved. That's how you belong to him. And there, there will be times when you will have an incredible amount of faith just well up in your heart. And there will be times when you, you feel like you lack faith but you're going to choose to believe anyways. And that's, that's really where we stand strong. And so um, I would love to pray for you. Let's pray for this person that, that texted this in. Lord, we just pray for this person that, um, that is struggle with, struggling with believing completely in a sense, Lord, that they've placed their faith in you, but they're not feeling it necessarily. And so I pray that you would, um, that you would just pour out your spirit upon them, Lord. I pray for, for uh, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit over this person, Lord, that you would pour out upon them, that you would equip them, that you would fill them to overflowing with your spirit, Lord, that they would be empowered to, to, to know, to stand in faith on what you've done, that they would be encouraged, that they'd have that feeling of faith that wells up inside of them as well, Lord, um, and just to be able to trust you in the work that you've done in them. And so we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to go back to the lines here in just a second. But before we do, just want to remind you, you can call us at 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. would love to take your calls, questions, prayer requests. Uh, this is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood. And it looks like we have uh, Chase from Colorado Springs on line one. Chase, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you? Good, good. Good. So my, my question is this. Um, this weekend I I had the opportunity to witness my 
10-year-old nephew, um, actually share the gospel with him and talk to him about Jesus for a while. So it was it was real good, and, and he was receptive to it, but he has zero background in the church at all. Mm-hmm. Um, now, since then, we've, I mean, my, my wife went to the ER, my son went to the ER, you know, the, the dog didn't sleep at all last night, it was whining all night, all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Now, some people have told me, oh, you're just under spiritual attack because you're evangelizing. Now, I'm I'm going to school right now um, down here in the Springs, uh, and uh, and I'm not, I, I can't read that anywhere in Scripture. I can't find that there's, like, direct spiritual attack related to specific actions that we take. But is that in the Word? I mean, is that a biblical concept that, you know, when when you do things specifically for the Lord in that way, you get attacked in specific ways? Is that... I don't think that we see anything that that's that's specifically blatantly saying that that if you evangelize you will experience spiritual warfare but we do see that we will experience spiritual warfare no matter what we do as believers and so could those things that you're going through be spiritual warfare absolutely they could um, I will say this um, you do see for example with job in the Old Testament um, job was a man that loved the Lord that served the Lord, that honored the Lord with everything that he had. And Satan singled Job out to, to attack him, really, I believe, because of his witness for the Lord. And he goes before God and says, well, if you didn't have this, if you didn't have all your blessing, then he wouldn't be honoring you anymore. And, you know, you, you probably know the rest of the story as you read through yeah. Job. Um, yeah. But that, that's an example of Job, of Satan kind of singling Job out, really because of his faithfulness to God. And so... Does that happen? I would say absolutely it does happen. Um, there's not really a, 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 like a blatant scripture that says if you evangelize, you'll face spiritual attack. But, right. But um, yeah. I, from I, my own I experience. The, you know, we are in a spiritual battle. I, I get that, you know, and and we're, we're not unaware of the enemy's schemes. We know we know what he does. You know, he, he knows us better than we know ourselves and stuff like that, you know. But it's just, it was just, really interesting and I was like man what is going on like this is crazy but yeah it kind of makes it kind of makes sense so yeah well you know I'll tell you my own experience um being a pastor uh, I experience I, I experience significant spiritual warfare around larger events that the Lord is doing in our fellowship um and it's a matter of experience and you know some things are not spiritual warfare that we attribute to spiritual warfare and some things are that we don't so not every time you stub your toe is it satan making you stub your toe you know (laughs) but 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 i will say that you know um that whenever there's a big event coming up there it seems like the the attacks kind of ramp up um whenever honestly i I experience good amount of spiritual warfare on saturdays you know before i'm about to get up and preach on sunday morning and um that's just experience Uh, that's not speaking from a biblical standpoint but but i think that we do we have an enemy that prowls about like a roaring lion and and what happens is when you say i'm sold out for jesus and i'm going to honor him with my time and my life it kind of puts a target on your back a little bit granted it doesn't say that in scripture you know don't serve God or you'll get a target on your back, but it, but it does. So I think it's good to be aware of that. Um, but the situation that you're going through, I, I don't know if all of, I, I, I really can't speak to whether all of that has to do specifically with whether the fact that you shared your faith with your nephew, you know, um, but I do know that he, that he's out to get us. So, <laughs> but the good yeah, news ab- yeah. about that is that, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, you know? 
So, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that's awesome that you got to witness to your uh, to your nephew. What what an amazing opportunity uh, in that, and just yeah, it was but, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And how old is he again? He's he's almost ten, um, and uh, his his younger brother is six, and so. I actually got to talk to both of them about it, but he he seemed to receive it a little bit better. Okay. Um, they're they're being they're being raised in a very strictly uh, postmodern atheistic home. Right. And, uh, so it's pretty it's a tough crowd, but it's uh, yeah. Well, the, I know the Lord's got such a class for those boys, so that's pretty exciting. So. Yeah, you know the the word of God never returns void, and so that's and I'm 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 encouraged by that. Uh, we should pray for him. Let's definitely pray for yeah. him. What's yeah, his, his name? name is Aiden. Aiden. Okay. All right. Let's, let's come before the Lord together. Uh, Lord, we just come before you and lift up Aiden to you. And I thank you that Chase had the opportunity to share uh, the gospel with him, Lord. What an amazing thing that is. Um, and that he was receptive to that, Lord, that he uh, seemed to understand and comprehend it. And so, Lord, we pray for Aiden. I pray that that seed uh, of your truth that was planted in his heart would, would grow, would it spring forth, and would, would spring up into eternal life, Lord, just as, as your word says that, uh, he would, that he would be saved, Lord, that he would put his faith, his trust in you. And I pray that you would help him to stand strong in that, Lord. I pray that you would uh, help him to get plugged in with fellowship with other Christians, Lord, whether it's kids at school or whatever that looks like, Lord. And ultimately, we pray for his whole family, that they would, that he would come to you, Lord, and then ultimately through him, that the rest of them would come to you and and uh, turn their hearts and their lives over to you, Jesus. Um, and I pray for Chase, Lord. I pray for the, the battles that he's going through with the, the ER. And whether it's spiritual warfare or not, Lord, I just pray for strength for him and his family and pray that you would bring him encouragement and uh, lift him up right now during this time, Lord. And um, and Lord, just as you've given him this heart for for witnessing for evangelism, uh, I pray that you would um, you'd give him more opportunities to do that. Uh, I pray that you'd give him more opportunities to share with Aiden, that you'd give him more opportunities to share with other people as well, Lord. And uh, for all of us, Lord, may we have the boldness to walk through those open doors. And so um, just pray all these things together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for your call, Chase. Absolutely. Have a good night. All right. We've got open lines in just a couple minutes left. So if you have a question, now's the time to call in with it, 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, taking your calls. And uh, lots of good questions today. I'm going to take a quick look at the text messages. We've got quite a few text messages. Unfortunately, we won't be able to get to all of them. But um, let's see here. One person texted, what do Mormons believe? What do Mormons believe? Uh, That is a question that's going to take longer than I can fully answer in just a few minutes. But I will tell you a couple things. Uh, Mormons claim to believe the Bible. But they add to it, and they add the Book of Mormon, which is a secondary book that was supposed revelation given to Joseph Smith, um, and it's recorded down, and it, it, a lot of the stuff in there directly contradicts Scripture. Um, so wh- what do Mormons believe is, is a question that I think maybe if you go to gotquestions.org and type that in, you might get a, a more full answer than I can give you right now. But there's a few things that they believe that are not what we as Christians would believe. Uh, Number one, they don't believe that Jesus is God, or at least is um, part of the Trinity, the Godhead of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The fact that they don't believe that Jesus is God 
means that they are not Christian. And so I'm, I'm saying that very clearly because many people will say Mormons are very good people, they're this, they're that, but they don't believe in Jesus the same way that we do. Um, they believe that Jesus was not always God. They believe that he, much like us, can become a God. That's kind of the, what, what their ultimate um, belief system leads up to is that they, they can become gods, but that he wasn't God. And so that's the most important thing right there is that they don't believe in Jesus the same way that we do. Um, and there was a book earlier that he referenced, um, Demasking, Unmasking Mormonism, that might be a good resource for you. That was Samuel mentioned that earlier in the program today. Um, actually, someone just questioned, oh no, the Jehovah's Witness. Someone just sent in another text asking about talking to Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, I'll mention that again. That was Reasoning from the Scriptures with the Jehovah's Witnesses uh, by Ron Rhodes. Ron Rhodes. Um, so if you'd like to pick that up, you can find that on Amazon as well. Reasoning from the Scriptures with Jehovah's Witnesses by Ron Rhodes. Um, and Jehovah's Witnesses also don't believe that Jesus is God, and therefore they are not saved. They're not Christian. And so uh, it's important to understand that because these are groups that have split off from Christianity uh, and they claim to be Christian um, but the, the way that they lead to is not salvation and so um, I, I'd encourage you if you don't know much about those you can learn some more about them you can get on gotquestions.org and learn some more about Jehovah's Witnesses learn some more about Mormons uh, and find some good resources to talk to them if you have friends or family members that are Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons and uh, with that, we're coming up on the end of the program for today. And so I uh, just want to encourage you to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and as you have opportunities, just uh, I'm encouraged by Chase, who called just a few minutes ago, uh, and his, his boldness just to share with his nephew. And I'd encourage you to share with somebody this week. Share your faith. Share the gospel that you belong to Jesus Christ and what he's done for you. And so uh, this is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. Thanks for being with us today. Join us again tomorrow with Pastor Jeff Figs on Calvary Live, and you all have a great night. God bless. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.